All right, you guys, we know it has been an incredibly long, long time away from the Youngs, but we're back. It is I, A, and here's my partner in crime, Jay. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? We back. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, but we're here now. And that's yeah. what matters, y'all. Exactly. Forgive us. Yes. Um, we beg of you. I won't. But not too that much, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Ish. So, y'all know that life has ups and downs for any and everybody. So, where in the world have the youngs been? Well, let's see. Around raising kids, going to work, uh, dealing with the struggle, and let's see. Jay got sick. Oh yeah, like I was sick for the whole month of. December and the very beginning of January, I, I didn't think about that. Um, so I, I, we kept talking about recording. I wanted to record, but my then voice, he kept hacking. My voice sounded like trash. My ears was ringing, and I was having crazy coughing fits. Um, and literally, I'm probably like a week clear of them. I haven't had one in a while, but yeah, fingers I, crossed. I couldn't have done. If, the podcast would have been so choppy if I did. We would have been punching them left and right. Like, not that that's a bad <laughs> thing, but... Yeah, it was rough, y'all. December... December was cool, but, like, the hat, the last half of it did not end well for me and my health. Like, I had a severe sinus infection that I've never experienced before. So, basically, so. y'all, like, I always tell him he needs to go to the doctor's. And he's one of those men who's like, oh, I'm sturdy as an ox. Nothing's I, wrong. I'll be fine. I don't know and then, sturdy then as an ox. in this instance, like, he definitely could have like avoided bull. the longevity of you his know, illness was, by going to the doctor. It was deeper than that, too. Like, there was, it was Christmas time when I started getting sick. Like, I got sick. I literally started getting sick, like, December 21st. Now, mind you, I did have. Some minor like what does head Christmas colds. Christmas time have to do with anything. Listen to where I'm going at with this oh, before God. you start jumping on me, a chair. Now look, I I had um some minor head colds. I'm gonna sleep, y'all. I thought they was minor head colds, and then it ended up coming back with a vengeance, like fevers and all kinds of stuff. So I, it was December 21st. My insurance changed over at the top of the year, so. I, I was like, well, let me wait for my insurance to change over because I switched to A's insurance from my insurance. I didn't want to go to the doctor, the doctor at, at the last minute. Plus, it would have been a battle trying to get in there with the holiday. It was closed for like two or three days or whatever for the holiday. So I just wrote it out. And I really... Horribly, might I add. It wasn't that horrible because I was still getting up to drop the kids off and take her butt to work. Yeah, I wish I could have seen this. I was raggedy. I wish I could have I, I was this. raggedy doing it, but she I did ain't it. never lied. I did it. I, I, was, I hung in there. You, you know, are like the millions of single mothers everywhere. Thank you yeah, for I'm, a job well done. I'm not well a done. single mom. I'm a hardcore dad. Right? Yes. Y'all give this man a round of applause right now. I don't even do this for no applause. I do it for my I'm kids. just saying, we trying to I get you what you are old. If you old, calm down. I don't. I don't do it for the applause. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, but if someone decides to applause, you should just take it. Okay. Moving on. Enough about me. 
<laughs> you know, so December sucked for me health wise. We couldn't record because of that. Um, anything prior to that was just life getting in the way, honestly. I mean, we did go through a major transition moving from one property to the next and we really it really took us like the whole month of October to get out of our old crib and yeah. into our new crib. Yeah, and then it was a process. November was basically like us getting settled in in the new crib. And um Yeah, now we're home. This is our home. And we're happy here and He's got a man cave, so he's especially excited about that. Mm. But yeah, y'all gotta let's, listen. Let's not talk about the headquarters of APY blog that exists in the uh, living room. Well, first of all, we have a den and a living room, so the front living room was still empty. So I decided to carve out a little space. By the way, as I always do in every property we live at, because I never get like my own room. I always get a section or That's a space. Why. But at any rate, I carved out a section to put up my desk and um, I want to put some storage space in it because I don't know if I mentioned. Uh, no, I didn't mention on the last podcast. So anyway, I, I will be launching my business in June. Um, AP Young Beauty Collection will be coming. So I'm really excited to be bringing some cosmetics to the table so yes i did need to set up a little headquarters in my home so that i could be organized and on top of things and um you know still have some furniture shopping to do to kind of complete the look at a house and all of that stuff so um i have been a little bit busy and preoccupied with those things but it's not a whole entire man cave. Like, he's got a sectional. He's got a television. He's just got stereo. And he's just doing the most. He's got a little studio in there. Because y'all don't know. But Jay makes beats. He's a producer. Um, um, and he, you know, he likes to be quiet and modest about those things. Which y'all don't even know. Like, when I first met him, he had beats on beats on beats. Um... That's actually one of the things we, like, really connected on because I was into singing and writing and stuff. So now, you know, he's like Dr. Dre of Doc, I, the young okay, households. Okay. She's putting a little bit too much sauce on this. <laughs> I'm a, I'm Just like you put in the sauce right on these beats. Like, I'm, it's, it's a hobby. It was something that I aspired to be once upon a time. Um, I'm almost 40 now, y'all, so... I might look I mean, I don't want to be the 40 year old nigga trying to be at the studio with these cats on leaning pills trying to sell a beat or something like that. I ain't got time for all of that. Now, if I can get a, get a couple placements and I get on some Spotify playlists or whatever, get some side money, I'm all for that. But right now, it's a hobby. I'm trying, it's something I, I was he into needs, I want him to do my soundtrack for my commercial that I'll be working on for my beauty products so you know y'all gonna hear from beats by jay real soon that is so <laughs> whack yo. do not never quote that ever again. Oh you did God. not hear that here that is never if you oh, anything man. that is related to me says red dawn red dawn entertainment red dawn productions red dawn, red dawn oh red snap dawn. that's that's my name okay nothing beats no by beats jay. by jay <laughs> Never. I'll be getting sued by Dr. Dre and Jimmy Ivey. Oh my god, he can't sue you for using your own name. He's walking in the footsteps. Oh, I'm good. I think it's a little like quirky and no. 
Okay. Black sauce. Fine. That's what that is. But I'm going to call you Beats by Jay now. Mm-hmm. For that one, I was like, that's mm-hmm. your production company right there. That's a quick way to get punched in the chest. Yeah, okay, by who? <laughs> Do not. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to get you a little side for your man, Kevin. Moving it's going to say Beats by Jay. So yeah, I, it is a hobby that I've held on to since high. I mean, since college. Um, I do have. I did have some tracks. Sad to say, I lost a whole bunch of my old music. I had a hard drive die recently. Shame on me for not being more redundant. But yeah, I lost a lot of stuff that I really wish I could get back. I'm struggling to try and figure out some data recovery to get it back. But. So if anybody has any tips out there on how he could recover some of his lost beats by Jay, y'all let us know. And if you say beats by Jay, I'm not here <laughs> on you from the gate. I'm blocking you. Do not say beats oh by Oh my Jay. God, I'm that's a new hashtag, Jay. It's a new hashtag, beats by Jay. I like it. I, I'm going to put a poll on our Instagram page. No. Do we stand by beats by Jay? Yeah, no, I'm going to put a poll up. <laughs> I'm just going to have me flipping the bird to everybody who says yes. First of all, he's not flipping the bird because it's not very Christian-like. It's second of all. Uh, it'll be an upside-down bird, but y'all going to get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be an oh upside-down bird, but y'all will get the message. Well, so now we know that um, where, where Jay has been in the lab cooking. Been, no, I've been in the bed hacking. <laughs> <laughs> Hacking up my life. Alright, like, like if, if I was trying to make your life sound cooler than it is, you've ruined it. So it's okay. I, my life is cool as it is because I don't need to put I no agree. sauce on it. I'm a this is what I tell people. We so boring. Like, I'm just a regular dude. I take my kids to school. I pick them up. I take my wife to work. I pick her up. I go to work. And I literally sit in the place I refer to as the library because it's so stinking quiet there. And nobody is barely there. And the people that are there don't know how to talk. Like they have a personality of dishcloths. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> are they teeming with bacteria? Or <laughs> no, they just don't really. They're not conversationalists. If you can get a strong high from them, passing them in the hallway, it's like a Christmas miracle. You know what I mean? So that's my work life. It's, it's very mundane. Um, Do you feel like your life is mundane? You can be honest here. We're we're amongst trusted people. I don't know because there's always something to keep me on my toes. Like there's always something to keep me awake for another couple minutes at night. See, this was a whole opportunity to turn this into a romantic response, and once again, you've. No, I mean, it, but it's not just that. It's not just that. I and mean, then he's going to try to clean it up, y'all. I'm not trying do. to clean it up. I want to keep it, keep everything even and honest, you know. I enjoy my life more than I don't. You know what I'm saying? I have a beautiful wife, cute kids, even though they can be kind of crazy sometimes. It's understatement. Especially the two-year-old. Hint, hint. A lot of emphasis on that two-year-old. But, um, no, I enjoy my life, you know. It gets a little crazy sometimes. Things get complicated. Curveballs always come, but I wouldn't trade it. Like, I can't imagine being anywhere else with any other family. And, um, yeah, so it's cool. I'm not mad. It's it's definitely giving me character. I never imagined I would be the person I am today when I was in my 
teens or early 20s or nothing like that, like, definitely have matured in this role of dad and husband and all of that. So, let's, the, you know, let's ask this question, because I'm sure your fans are dying to know. My fans? Yes, the ones fans. that keep sliding your DMs on Instagram I don't have to be fans. random and weird. But anyway, <clears throat> what's on the horizon in 2019 for um, Big Talk J? On the horizon? Um, Any plans? Anything you talk about? The only thing I want to do is build upon my social media presence. I don't think I have one. I don't really understand. I hear you say media. it, but I don't think you're going to do it. <laughs> like, I'm going to build, meaning that I'm going to do more than I did in 2018. You know, I'm a slow burn, so it might not be dramatic. Might not be a dramatic increase, but I would like to be more prevalent, more involved in some capacity. You know, I like to do more. I really would like to do some vlogging, like nothing serious. Just Did you call it vlogging? Vlogging, whatever. Oh my God. Whatever. Like, how old are you? Sorry. Right. Put your mouth there. <laughs> Look, no. Your age is showing. It's okay. It's I love you. I married you knowing love. how old you were, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's what I want. Um, and more photos. I think uh, I would oh. like to show more of my fashion sense. So you really just trying to show them, you know, what they missing. That's what it is. I don't know about like, what they missing, but you know what I would like to see. What I've been told that is needed by other people. So I would like to. I'll just give them a little bit more of. What I think I what I appreciate the most about your fashion sense, and I'm gonna say this, and I might be a little bit partial, but one of the mm-hmm. things that has drawn me to <laughs> Jay is, you know, when I was younger, you know, I just had poor taste in men. We won't get into that though, but there was always this air of masculinity about him. That I appreciate it. And not like, you know, masculinity in the form of male toxicity that everybody likes to toss around these days. Um, But it was like a, it reminded me of what, you know, you're taught to look for in a man. Like, stable, secure, um, treats his mother well, respects women, treats them right, opens doors, you know, takes them out on dates and stuff. Like, he... Definitely wasn't perfect at all of those things, but he definitely was willing to learn. And he got a lot of it right um, for somebody who was in his early 20s. And Thank I really you. just appreciated that. And I love that about him now. And I've gotten to see him grow. He may not be the world's biggest romantic, but he tries in his own way. And I think what I appreciate about his style of dress is it's like classic to me. Like he's pretty timeless. Like it could be nineteen ninety nine or it could be twenty nineteen. And I know I don't have to worry about what he looks like when he leaves the house. Like I I don't have to be like Bay, pants too tight, go back in the house and take that off. Or Bay, T shirt's too big or jeans too big, take it off and go back in the house. Like I know there's a lot of stuff that happens in the fashion world, especially with men, um, in men's clothing that's considered like stylish and um, fashion risk and all that stuff. And while that's cool, I don't appreciate it for my man. (laughs) Like, I want my man to look a certain way. 
and I'm good on a lot of the newer fashion that's come out for men, especially big and small men. So I like that when he shops, he finds things that really just make him more appealing to me. Like, he's got that sexy dad thing going on for me. Like, I see him, and I'm like, yeah, I see that you a dad, but I still want to ride that. So, Whoa. like, that's how I feel when I look at him. So Whoa. I love when he's, like, clean and crisp. He's got his slacks on and a sweater and a nice button up in his tie or a good suit on or whether he's got on his jeans and his, you know, his little cute T-shirt and the hat. I don't always love the hats, but that's besides the point. But his sneaker hats, game is really nice and really clean and it's like he's got a pair of sneakers that goes with every look that he's got and i love that and i love that he picks out good boots and good shoes and stuff like that so i'm excited to see you like expand upon big talk jay because if y'all didn't know like he's got a whole page a sub page on my blog yeah. That he wrote one article for it or two Actually, and like yeah, never wrote, came back to. I wrote like three or four articles all at once and I never published. So I'll be them. excited to um, see him make use of that space I carved out for him okay. on my site. So, so this is the problem for me. Like, I, while I can write, I'm good at writing, you know. I was kind of inspired by A and her desire to get into fashion blogging and my, you know, going to the TCF and the first time and the co-experience of it and everything. And I really saw a need for men to talk about fashion. Um, the problem is that the reality of things is I don't have the time or the energy to do blogging on a consistent basis. That's the real reality of it all. Like, vlogging is a little more practical because I can do a 10-minute video and, you know, or however long and, you know, give you my best 10 minutes of material and kind of, you know, make it worth everybody's while. Blogging, I, I can only do in spurts. Like I could, I could get, be a mean guest appearance on somebody else's blog. Like <laughs> somebody want to invite me to write an article for your blog about, you know, uh, outfit or you know my experience somewhere. I can give you a mean article here and there, but to do it on a week to week basis, I I don't have it in me, and that's just the reality. My I have too many other things that I want to do that I want to get better at. And my real life takes so much of my attention, it's not realistic for me to be a blogger. I support A and her blogging, and I think that's that's pretty good enough for me for right now, you know what I mean? I like when me and her get together and do like little um, he said, she said blogs. That's fun. We actually need to, you know, we did the what we learned in marriage when we were married for about seven years. We're coming up on our big ten this year, so we probably need to revisit that. Since there's been new elements introduced to our marriage, another kid, and I think at the time we did have Jax, because, yeah, he'll be three. Um, but it was still fairly new, but then, you know, we've had the introduction of illness, um, so I think that gives it a, a new dimension that it didn't have before. The Madame piece, like T.I. What? The Dom trap. 
I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Ten years, ten years oh, 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 yeah, okay, ten years Come on, man, you're from New Haven. I expect you to be a little more sharper than that one. I say things like dime piece. You are well, when I hear dime piece, I'm not thinking about years. I'm <laughs> definitely thinking about, oh, she cute. Um, so you got to clarify what? for me. We, they call it a dime piece, like she a dime piece. I, I know that. Okay. I'm, I'm, come on, man. This ain't 93. We ain't calling nobody dime pieces anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, dime uh, piece. I'm still somebody got called a dime piece out there. Oh, Please no. I'm the whole know. quarter, so it don't matter. Yeah, these Shout out to Becky Creative. Shout out to snack mills and buffets and everything else out here. I'm an entire meal. Four course. You lose change. What? This is a dime piece. Wait, like, you just call me Lucia. Not you. No, I was about to say them no. fighting words. No, no, no. You my fifty cent piece. First of all, I'd like to think I'm worth more than fifty cents. I'm saying dime piece, fifty cent piece. I'm taking you five times ahead of that. You know what I mean? You to the fifth power over here, and you over here turning your nose up at it. A little bit. Um, we have to work on that. We have to work on that. <laughs> well, we're just we're just gonna throw out all change references Basically. all together. Like, I want to be bills. No women need to be referred like, to. Are you a Jefferson? Ooh, like, you just bad. You know what I mean? You bad. You you can be a snack. I really reserve that for the younger crowd. Cause at thirty eight to be calling somebody a snack, you kinda trash as an adult. Well first of all, I feel like I actually the <laughs> size of a snack, so Unless you're a female females can call somebody a snack in their late thirties. Man like, don't, don't be calling no Johns no snack. Like you a trash <laughs> nigga for calling the John a snack and you in your late thirties. I feel like I don't know any grown men who do call people women snacks. You shouldn't. Like I, 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 I have to think about it, like I just and if you use terms like snack and you a grown man, we're gonna be looking at you sideways. You might be a little sus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna be looking at so you So what sideways. are some appropriate pet names to call a woman that you are attracted to in, in this instance, you know, we're will give you a little leeway since you know I'm your everything. How about let's just keep it simple, stupid, and say she's fine. She's bad. I like the way she looks. You know what I mean? You are like, why so we, Why are we not complicated about it? I like, love it. Let's cut like, out the BS in the middle. Because, you know, here's what happens. Like, these young guys and their songs and somebody no, says I, something that's catchy and I then it gets songs. repeated and then all of a sudden it's a hashtag. Really, it's Drake's fault. I blame him wherever all this stuff is. It's always Drake's fault. I'm glad you brought up songs, too, because I don't know whose song that is. That I like the beat on, but the song's lyrics is so crass. I have not listened to the whole song. Which yet. is that? Um, I need a rider. Um, joint. I like the beat on that song so much. Like, and the hook is catchy, but that song is so nasty. <laughs> you know how to drive a stick shift, babe. Come on, man. Like this. This is what the boy said in Poison the Hood. Like, can you drive stick? I mean, come on. The, the, I think we just grew These up in a totally different generation. So, nasty. You, I mean, considering some of the lyrics, though, like in hindsight, like I grew like, up during the time of R. Kelly and Aaron Hall and all of them, they were definitely on, saying some raunchy stuff. But come now on. it's like it's no foreplay in music. It's straight all, to trash. Shout out to Aaron Hall because R. Kelly definitely stole your whole lane, bro. 
And he, and he, is, he? he was the real nasty man on top of that. Aaron Hall's nickname used to be No, I think man. R. Kelly has definitely Kelly the usurped the real man. nasty man. Uh, <laughs> he is the nastiest did, man. I don't know. I'm sure most of the anybody who's listening to us, I'm sure y'all have watched that R. Kelly documentary. If you haven't watched it, you have not been able to dodge it. In yeah, like it's been everywhere. Like, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's, Everybody's talking about it. It was like the talk for like the last three weeks but you know one of the things that is so frustrating i think is i was young i was like nine or whatever when Aaliyah was like 15 years old or whatever so during that time that you know the scandal with r kelly occurred the first time i wasn't really aware of it i wasn't old enough to know so i remember singing age ain't nothing but a number going down and that's a big thing lord knows at that time i didn't even know what going down meant like i remember singing See, I the lyrics he said getting down i know he said going down did he say going it's down like age ain't nothing but a number going down ain't nothing but a thing down. or maybe it's getting down but i think she said going, said down. going down I, we gonna fact check that that's either way getting down or going down at, at any rate, and I, I could be wrong. Don't make it even worse. But we're going to fact check those lyrics yeah, right now. Genius but yet. I just remember singing those things, which is awful because I'm not, and I should not be singing Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Good Lord. But I didn't even know what it meant. Yo, I used to love that song. But too, as an adult, as an adult, you know, in hindsight, and then. Now, now, Google says throwing down. Let me see. What? I don't know what. So now we have throwing down, going down, getting down. I I don't trust Google. What is throwing down? Well, oh no, that's what um Asian. That's what number. That's what Genius Lyric says too. Genius be wrong too. Though. Yeah, because that's pure, <laughs> pure edited. But Everything I see says throwing down. So apparently it's throwing down. I said corrected. It's not going down. And that's what I'm saying. Um, but I just remember, but throwing down. All of it's down <laughs> like i remember being young right. and singing that and as an adult in hindsight when i think about the lyrics of the songs there, there was nothing clean cut about that so now we're multiplying that times a million with these artists now who just say anything and i'm just so grossed out because no. i'm so tainted by r kelly that i feel like i gotta question all these lyrics and all the stuff these no, people are saying like, like he's written so many songs like, i remember when escape came out with the softest place on earth and that was like <clears throat> woo, four, five, five alarm fire out here like the softest place on earth like when that song came out like it was it was like really raunchy for the time. I like, need to look at the lyrics of that um, song. Well, I mean, you know what they talking about. The softest place on earth. Hello. I, I know. <laughs> but, um, you know, even H-Town knocking the boots and all that stuff like that. There's a meeting in my bedroom. Used to be one of my faves. That, There's a meeting Even that wasn't even that my... bad. That was kind of tame to me. Like... Okay, what about LSG's? My body all over your body, babe. That didn't feel the same only because it was Levert, Sweat, and Gil. I know. They, they were old. old niggas but they were old niggas dead. <laughs> like, they were old niggas dead. I was like 18 and everybody, yo, that was back in the day when we had beepers. Everybody had that joint on their beeper. Like, if you beep the joint, she had that playing in the background on her beeper from the gate on the voicemail. 
All right, so softest place on earth lyrics. It's a glowing little feeling like a summer sun that slowly rises on a new horizon of love and is more exotic than Jamaica. So already they're giving us poetry. Like that could be interpreted so many ways. What about SWV? Hold on. Or the rain that falls in Costa Rica like a waterfall to the sea. So tell me, baby, do you want to fly? See? All right, well, this is the reason I get messy. She talking about, don't you want to come inside? No, because that's how STDs and babies happen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even their lyrics is heavy innuendo and heavy insinuation, but it wasn't, it wasn't crass, if you get what I'm saying. But I do, okay, so SWV. Downtown was crazy when that came out. What what were the lyrics to that? I mean, do you want to go downtown? That's the way to my love. I mean, no, I was getting ready to give you even better <laughs> SWV song. What's my chance? I'm willing to do anything. To that was just dumb side uh, But this is the thing, though. Like, right? Everybody was so mad at SZA for the weekend. My man is her man is. But wasn't nobody mad at SWV when they were like, I won't tell her a thing. Like, I know you're somebody else's guy, but these feelings that I have for you, I can't deny. She doesn't treat you the way you want her to. So come on, stop playing. Hey, I want to get with you. What your girl don't know won't hurt her. Anything what? to make this love grow further. You're the one, like, that was that was straight. Hold up, but. She, they came for SZA before SZA even existed. And everybody's so triggered by SZA's The Weeknd, but. I know girl was singing along to SWV. I was. And I was like 10. And I didn't even know what it meant. Yo, I shouldn't have Yo. been listening to half this stuff. Well, hold up. About How about it. Call Me By Sky? Like, let, let's take it back even further. Like, I, need, song, I need to be reminded. That what song is that? Is from 1981. And the lady on that joint clearly says, Your girlfriend is a friend of mine. Here's my number and the dime. You can call me anytime. Like... Now, that's griminess at its finest right there. So, why is it that, like, this stuff has been around for years in our generation. Why is everybody so triggered now? What is it? Because they definitely seem more desensitized to sex talk. But everybody be mad about the side John stuff. But it's like, being a side John and talking about being a side John has been around. Trust What's the song you was like? Uh, you, me, oh, and yeah, she, uh, I'm too or mad. he. What we gonna do, baby? But that song is kind of. That song begs. That song begs. And the baby's like, look, I got something to tell you. There's there's another guy in my life. I'm his woman, and you're my husband. (laughs) Like, no, I'm his woman. I'm, he's I'm my his man, wife, and, and I'm your I'm wife. Your wife, like, like at the end what? of the day, like this stuff has been going on. Me and Mrs. Like, Jones, like yeah. for years, but everybody banged it. You know what? But, I, but here's what I think it is. It was because people liked the music back then. The music was good the, music. But you know what? I, I, one of the things that I will say about this current era. Is that the music isn't bad? I like the music. The music it's the is the lyrics. Actually that I great. get that the lyrics is trash. Like cats is going out their way to be as crass as they possible as possible. When you start dropping f bombs on R and B music, I feel like I can't. I, was about to say I next. can't take that. How are you going to be cussing in R and B for the sake of cussing? Like cats will blindside you with an f bomb out of nowhere. The song will be smooth. They'll be getting into it. It might even be a mellow joint. They'd just be like. After. I mean, I li- <laughs> all right, so, and sometimes it's just subtle. Like, I love her. I've been rocking with her since before everybody found out who she was. Like, I like the original project she put out and stuff. So, I've been following her musical career as it's 
been growing. She got a song on one of her more recent projects that I really love. But the whole entire chorus is like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, and I'm just like, can we, like, how am I supposed to listen to this in the car with kids? This how? Like, this is like them old public enemy rap lyrics or something, like, where niggas just cussing for no music, reason. But it's music, and I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, y'all giving me them shock value like, cuss words Like, got stuff. a song that I really like, but it's called, I think it was done, it was done with, um... Oh, a producer? Drum? No, no, not drum? not with drum. Even though I like that song, yet they cussing that. And they cuss too much but no, um, it's a song. I can't remember the producer's name, but it's called "What Is Love." Um, and it's like f it up, f it up, like throughout the whole entire chorus. And uh, I'm just like, I just want to listen to this song without About the cuss words. Like, and yeah. and then would be making me mad is like at least back in the day you had the option of getting clean radio edits. It's so hit or miss now. Like, when her album, when Control dropped, Spotify dropped the clean version first. So I was able to get it. After I saved that album and downloaded it, you can, I couldn't find, like, if I logged into somebody else's account, I couldn't find the clean edit version. Like, even you know, if you searched it, you couldn't find it. You know what's even worse, though, is them playlists that say they clean and they still cussing on the song. Oh, because like, they find, it's like, it's clean because it's not the F word. Like... I hate that. Like when I be listening, playing, trying to find. If I find a clean playlist, I'm in the car playing with the kids, and they on there like oh ish. Like come on, man. I don't need it's sugar, irking. honey, iced teas, and the f bomb. And I just, and I just want A-word to sip my R and B a little differently than I do my rap. Like that's why I got an old school playlist that's bordering on 200 songs because I know I could throw that in. I could throw in some old old school rap. Like yeah, when my mama get in the car, I put on the same playlist. It's my old school playlist, and it literally consists yeah. of like a range of music from the '60s to the early '90s. When she get in the car with me, I put on instrumentals. I put on <laughs> instrumentals. She love a good. She love a good jazz session too. Like. like I just wish they had a weather channel station because my mom used to love all the songs that came on the uh, the jazzies come on the weather channel. Um, I don't know, like, because I grew up heavy on music, my dad was a DJ, so I spent all of my life listening to music. I've I've gotten this, the, the progression of music. I take it personally. Like, I've, I grew with music, and that's why I'm not totally against when young people come out with their new sounds and stuff, because I understand that music has to evolve. But can we just get past throwing F-bombs and R&B songs? And can we just get past... Letting R. Kelly rate your songs. Like, I hope that you guys really cancel him. In all y'all niggas. The, all y'all niggas that had R. Kelly writing songs for y'all back in the day. Y'all some foul niggas. God, can they knew. dropping from your catalog. Y'all knew. Y'all knew. And y'all, y'all turned a blind eye for a second. You know, and I appreciate y'all who recognize y'all was fouled in. And y'all saying, you know... I'm not, I'm dropping that from my catalog. It's not allowed to be streamed anymore. You know what I mean? Mariana, y'all, y'all was kind of funny because he was going to release a statement to say, after, after this the show, tour. Look, because they got to get their money. Yeah. They not. But if you cut out the R. Kelly songs, how much of their content is that? And, but, and that's the thing. Like, how much of their content is but that? But, you know. Is it just going to be a trash tour? But, here, but here's the deal. Let's be, songs? if we're being completely honest. Meek Mill says something that I really, and you know, I don't even really like Lil Fish all crazy, but since he came home, he been dropping gems. He, he been and woke I, since he got Yeah, he been woke since he got out of the gym, and I love it, and I love this side of me. Like, you tired of gray sweatsuits. Um, but,
But he said, you know, half of y'all niggas could probably have worse things said about y'all in this documentary. He's like, I Kevin nasty, but all y'all nasty. Like, he called them all out. Yep. And one of the things that is crazy is, I don't know if y'all remember Torre. He's the guy who did the interview with R. Kelly and asked him, like, do you like seeing girls? And R. Kelly gave that shady answer response. He got outed shortly after the release of this by a girl who he sexually harassed. Now, in his defense, he's no, not even his defense. He at least took accountability for it and admitted, like, it's something that he did. He was, but, but also, he wasn't guilty of anything physical and that's not to trivialize yeah because verbal assault is because verbal assault, if any if you've done anything to make a woman uncomfortable in your life which honest to god i think probably like 90 not like nine out of ten if not like 99 out of 100 niggas have done something at some point in their life to make a woman feel uncomfortable because i feel like male toxicity is taught and i feel like y'all rights and privileges of men have been handed down to y'all and a lot of it you can have the best dad in the world who can teach you how to be a gentleman and all that stuff. And they still not know that they're imparting some misogyny to you. It's a patriarchal society. And that's just reality. So, you know, I think y'all pick it up and you don't even know it until you've been taught. Like, that's the wrong way. And the problem, though, is if a woman tells you, like, this is the wrong way to interact with me, y'all got to learn to respect that. Yeah, because it's it's a a girl, um, a female, a woman Don't came call on. Yeah, everybody coming a, after you. A woman that. came on um, the Joe Buttons podcast, and she spoke on it, like, and she was trying to break it down for them, like, and it, the hardest thing is, no woman out there can tell you how to avoid them type of situations. And on the whole, they can give you different scenarios and tell you how to avoid it. I felt, I almost felt bad for her because when I was asking her, you know, like, how do we avoid these type of situations? And I have the same question. And any dude that's worth a bag of chips should have those concerns as well. It's like, how do you, how do you as a male avoid making women feel uncomfortable? How do you approach women in a ma- in a manner that is consistently going to not make See, them feel but uncomfortable. Here's the, and here, that's the, the, here's it's a, impossible. It is impossible because to say this is how you should treat all women is very generalized. And you have some women who want to be treated like crap. I'm sorry. You have some who feed off that. You have some women. All right. So I remember moving to when I first moved to Philly and I was just walking and this guy was like, white shirt, blue skirt, or whatever, like, yelling at me. And I, like, kept walking. He was like, oh, you don't hear me? Like, he kept going. It, it was, like, so obnoxious. Like, moving to Philly was, like, culture shock with how men behaved in the streets towards me. And I just remember being like, that's wild. I don't like that. And I remember sitting on the stoop maybe a couple weeks down the line with, with my bestie at the time. We were really young, <laughs> and so we were a little bit more mouthy than, and watching a scenario very similar occur with a group of girls that was walking by, and them being receptive to it. So my response was cringeworthy, and for them, it was like, oh yeah, I'm with it. And I remember me and her was just sitting there, and at the time, the Black Album had just came out, and we were just like, oh no, <laughs> but the chicks got mad, but it was like, 
every woman sets their own standard. I think there's a very, I think the most general thing that you can do to protect yourself is keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Let her know me know. Don't try to, ah, but I feel like I'm reading it and she like and she want and she just playing games. It don't matter. If she say I'm not interested, don't engage her in chasing. Because you could end up chasing somebody who really doesn't want to be chased and creating problems down the line. Like, y'all got to think in terms of protecting yourselves. And as much as you are respecting women, it's like, do you want to see yourself strung up in the media? Do you want to see you compromising your job, your job security? And part of the thing that I think that makes it even harder is everybody like i said women have these different ideologies of who they are and what they want so you've got women who want to reclaim the name slut like you got uh amber rose who does the slut walk and all that stuff but then you've got other women who are totally in opposition of that so you do you treat those two groups of women the same you know but i it, understand the confusion in that sense you know what complicates it further too is like and it's not that I'm going to just say that it complicates things. It's not about it being right or being wrong because as a woman, you're allowed to do what you want with your body, however you see fit to some extent, I guess, with what as long as it's within the law. But women have different standards for different men. You know, some men, they don't mind if they come at them yep. and treat them slutty. But for the next man to do it, They'd be like, you out your mind. You can't talk to me like that. Yep. I don't care even if you did see him talk to me like that. You aren't allowed to do that. When like, I get <clears throat> genitalia pics in my DM, I always ask the question, like, does this work? Like, but you know what? It's got to to some extent because y'all wouldn't keep doing it. And that's like the whole cat calling thing. Some women don't like that or don't grab my arm and, you know, don't touch me. And some women are with it. One of the things I, like, I don't like being touched. So if I'm out in public and a man was like, grab my arm, I don't find that cute. And I'm not going to be like, oh, stop playing. Don't touch me. But there are women who, if you were to grab her in public, she likes that aggression. She likes that assertiveness and doesn't view it as. So now the problem is you got some women who allow those things. And then men just think. Oh, it's okay to do it with all of them. And it's not. And that's the thing. No one woman can speak for all women everywhere. And if you are attracted to a certain type of woman who is of that nature, the first time you meet one that isn't, if you're used to being bred or, you know, existing around that type of woman... The first time you meet one that isn't receptive to it, it could get you in some serious trouble. Yeah. You know, because then you may think, oh, she ain't serious. You know, you may take it a step too game. far yep. for her. And then you end up in trouble See, for something. That's why it needs and to be why, a consent culture created. It may sound stupid, but I'm going to teach my son, you better ask yeah, everything. I will too, because, you know, fortunately for me, I have my dad in my life. And one and one of the things that he stressed to me is that grabbing females inappropriately, you know, even the ones that liked it, wasn't cool. You know what I mean? It wasn't the thing to do. Never just, because, just don't touch without permission. Because yeah, exactly. Because 
you don't know where it's going to end, end you up at. Trains ain't cool. You know what I mean? Even though it's girls out there that it's with it, I guess still. I mean, they definitely were when I was in high school. It was girls who was with trains and it was girls who wasn't. You know what I mean? Don't be caught up in that because even the girls that are with it can get caught by their parents and flip on you. And then next thing you know, you and 10 other guys are getting accused of a gang rape. You know what I mean? Or something stupid. Like, it's better to be safe than sorry. Especially when dealing with things like sexual assault. And And, see, even speaking to that, there needs to be a consent culture. But there also needs to be some kind of repercussion to prevent women from falsely accusing. I know it's never going to end. Because there are just... Right. But there's got to be some protection in place. Prosecute these women. If they are falsely accusing people of rape, you are nullifying women who are actual assault victims and silencing them and making it harder for them so that when they choose to come forward and they're being victim shamed and victim blamed because now we've had this woman claim that she was raped when really she was just mad because she didn't get a call back. You know, whatever the case may be. There has to be this balance. I think the best thing to do to protect the real victims is to allow the accused in those circumstances to sue. Because the problem that we have in our society is too often that the victims are like guilty until they're proven to be true victims. You know right. what I'm saying? Like so I there think could what's be, more discouraging is when I see women Coming at other women when they come forward. Well, what what I was saying, what uh, and I agree with that, but what the point I was making is that there's a lot of times where legit rape victims don't get their accusers convicted, right? Yeah. So in, in those circumstances, those men could be like, well, I was proven innocent, you know what I mean? Or a case was never formed against me, so... I should be within my rights to sue her for falsely accusing me. Or, you know, it could just be there wasn't enough legit evidence there to put it all together. You know what I mean? But in cases like Chris Brown, I think you should be able to sue because your name is your name. And the thing about rape and sexual assault is even when when you're not found guilty, even when you are exonerated or charges don't get brought forth, that stain still stays there. Like, cause there's always a sub a subsect of people. I don't that, think it should be. I think. I think it, it shouldn't be, be based. I, I don't. But I don't think it should be based on not enough evidence or acquittals. I think it needs to be once it's been discovered that somebody's lying without proof. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. Because in some instances, these women come forward and say, "Okay, like I lied. He didn't rape me." In those instances. Those should be sue-worthy moments. Yeah, I don't think... Not having enough evidence, I don't think, is enough to be able to say, well, I'm going to sue my accuser because that just means they couldn't compile enough evidence to prove she was telling the truth. But those is... what The reason why I brought it up is because, like, I don't think criminal charges... I don't think you can place criminal charges on these people only because it's, it's too much of a gray area. You know what I mean? There's too much potential for legit brutalizers to get away with yeah. this stuff. You know what I mean? So, like, you gotta... You at least need to be able to damage them monetarily, though, for but people. I, that does happen. I've, I've known and heard of cases where they would not have been able to get them um, 
criminally, but they sue civilly. Yeah, I um, think you should be. I think that's what the recourse should be. Like, I think they should have the option because just like that girl who accused the whole lacrosse team yeah, of um wow. of rape. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all kinds of stuff that we so many cases we can look at, and they do they jam it up for the people who have the, who are the legit victims, and it makes it, it every liar in every every one of these cases, even when it's a monster like R. Kelly or like Bill Cosby or something, everybody who comes out and lies, you ruin it for all the people who got legit cases because yep. then it leaves that shadow of a doubt that like. Nah, I don't know. Because you know we I mean? found he was, like he was trying Dickinson, to buy like, NBC. You know what I'm saying? This is the white man trying to hold us back. Like, nah, I, I'm sorry. I like Bill Cosby. I still, I'm one of the people that thought the Cosby Show is a great piece of work for you to share with your children. And to this day, I believe that. But as a human being, Bill Cosby is a foul nigga, yo. I don't care. I don't have to have been there. It's been too many cases against him. Like, if it was only, like, five... It was a lot of closed cases. Yeah, it was a lot of settlements. It's a lot but of shit. But it's the same thing her. with Michael Jackson. You know, everybody has this big question mark about whether he did it or not. Because in every situation... Family got paid off. So if a family is being paid off, does that mean Michael just didn't want to make the fight, or is some is there some truth to this? Like you know what I yeah, mean? Like and, and that's shame. the reality. Because your name is your name. Like you should. I I'm of the belief that if it's my name, there's not enough money out there in the world that I would want to settle for. Like I don't care. Like I'm fighting for my name. Like even if I lose, I would rather go down swinging. Trying to defend my name, knowing that I'm innocent, rather than give you ten cents to make you shut up from talking about me. Like it's not worth it. I'll go broke fighting to save my name because my name is more valuable than the money in the bank. Because look at R. Kelly. How much money has R. Kelly amassed over his career? And his name is mud right now. So nigga can't even get his stuff streamed no more. Like he's they give they created a whole feature to block artists because of him. Like he set a new precedent in the world. Like Well, he's disgusting. He is. So but, <laughs> but the crazy thing about R. Kelly is growing up there's numerous R. Kelly's that have come across in my life and everybody else who I've known's life. Like everybody has a story from People's fathers sleeping with thirteen-year-old mm-hmm. girls, As you know, sleepovers and people who haven't marrying their daughter's best friends after high school, like all kinds of stuff. Nick, where I grew up at, they was waiting outside the high school after school picking girls up. Like it's it, it grown men, like you know what I'm saying, like. It not just the eighteen and nineteen year old niggas who I thought was gross, like the twenty five and thirty year old but niggas who had seventeen year old girlfriends, once sixteen. A young girl is of physical maturity that she's game. That is a that is a behavior that I've seen my entire life. It's normalized. When these, like, what's his name? Woody uh, Allen? Is it Woody yeah, Allen? Married, married his stepdaughter. stepdaughter. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's crazy, too. Like, um, Roman Polanski, he wasn't he involved with like a young John? Yeah, he, like, he was involved with like I think a 13 year old or something. At the end of All the day, like, there's story after story after story of men marrying women really young. And I'm going to break it down for you in the most simple sense. One of the things that me and Jay joke about often, I always tell him he robbed a cradle because 
there's a five years difference between us. We didn't meet till you know I was an adult, obviously. So I was twenty. He was I was nineteen going on twenty, or he was like twenty four going on twenty five, whatever the case may be. No, I was twenty five going on twenty six. Yeah. So <laughs> we were like we had met, and I was already an adult. But in hindsight, yeah, think about it. By the time he was five years old, I was just being born, and. <laughs> When yeah. he was graduating, you know, college, I was literally going into my freshman year of high school. Like it's if great. I, if I was in a senior in high school, pulling up to the middle school, exactly. you know what I mean? Scooping her for a day. So now I consider how funny that looks to us in hindsight when we look back and we're like, yo, that's crazy. Like, imagine I always jokingly ask him, like, what would you have done if you did meet me at that time? Like, I, I would have stared clear you all day. But the reality is there's men who intentionally don't steer clear. And if I think five years is a big difference, there's a lot of 10-year differences. And that's just nasty. Like, it's just nasty. It's gross. And I'm like... It's nasty when you're 30, you know, or when you're 28 and your girlfriend is 17. Like, that's nasty. If you're 30... And you dating a 20-year-old, that's your business. Like, I don't understand how you can live like that. Because I'm telling you right now, at 30, I did not want a 20-year-old. Like, the hardest thing in my life was to be 25 dating, uh, be, be 25 going on 26 dating somebody who was 20 turning 21. Like, that was crazy. Like, that, that took to, that was a challenge in and of itself. And not because A was... Just difficult, but it was because she was 21 and I was 26. Like, the, I was winding down and she was turning up. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I think I was winding down. The only difference between, the only thing that made you significantly different is that you were 21 with a two-year-old going on a three-year-old. And you weren't ratchet mom. You know what I'm saying? You was like the most mature 21-year-old mom I've ever met in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were trying to instill values in your child. You know what I mean? You had that maternal instinct. So those type of things lent a certain amount of maturity to you that you don't see in the average 21-year-old. Um, but it's so funny because, like I said, you know, I've mentioned before, the guy before you that I dated, I was dating him when I was, like, 19. He was 29. You know, at the time, I should it should have been all sorts of red flags going off for me. Like, this man is almost 30. What does he want with you outside of sex? You know what I mean? And he ended up being somebody who was completely dishonest and really controlling. And we didn't have anything in common besides the fact that we were both single parents. And what's crazy about that, though, is when I started to feel like you should have different aspirations in life right now than what you do. You know what I mean? Like, our aspirations shouldn't even remotely aligned with one another because we're in different places in our life and the more I got to know him the more turned off I was by him oh. and it was just kind of like once it really clicked in my head like no he's just here for the sex or whatever the case may be I just was like ill disturbed and I was more disappointed in myself like ugh. I think it's I think that scenario and a lot of others like it speak to what I believe though is mental immaturity in these individuals because they're not just bagging these young drones for the physical aspect they're bagging them because that's who they relate to like they don't they, they, but I also they think it's a measure of control. You, it's that too. But I also think it's that 
Also because they can't do that to the women of their same age bracket. Exactly. And that right there is very predatory, toxic, whatever the catchphrase is right now. But at the end of the day, it's lame and it's weak. Like, I enjoy, like, for me, most of my life, prior to dealing with A, I dated women who were either the same age as me or older. And I enjoyed that because it was, it was different. It was a challenge at times. I had to, a lot of times, I had to rise to the older women's level. Um... And even the women my age challenged me in ways that were were different than dating. But a I also want to point out, I feel like I was probably more the aggressor in our situation than you were towards me. You and were. I want to make that very clear. Like he wasn't like coming at me all crazy. Like we met on Craigslist, we had a conversation. He found out how old I was. And he didn't really, like, go ham trying to pursue me or anything. We just continued conversation and talked on the phone, and we were friends. And your age didn't turn me off because you weren't, you didn't act young. There were things about you that I, that were unique as a result of your age, but you didn't act like, you wasn't this young drone. Like, me and you had legit conversations, you know what I mean? We were able to talk. For a long time before we even graduated to the relationship right. aspect of things. And even in terms of like when you finally did, I was, it was probably the most respectful way anybody had ever like tried to find out if I liked them or whatever. Like he was, like you didn't come at me all sideways or anything. You were like, I don't want to misinterpret our conversation the other night you know i feel like you were flirting i feel like you know you're insinuating that you're into me so i just like you straight up asked for clarity but that's what you should do and that's what i i'm glad you noticed that because i've that's how i was raised like that is awkward as it feels at times as awkward as it may come off as much as women may not understand it like I've never been comfortable being overly aggressive. Even when I've seen women who wanted to respond to it, I've had girls like try and brush up on me and grind on me and stuff like that. Oh, and I've and I've backed up off of them. Like I wouldn't let them even touch me. You know what I mean? Even press up against my crotch or whatever, because it's just oh. it's just foreign oh, to me. Like I'm sorry. it's not. Y'all heard him say he wouldn't allow anybody to press up on his scratch. This is a little story I want to tell you guys about, like, the first time me and Jay went out in public together. I'm talking about at work, by the way. Uh, But we were at Pathmark, and I had just come into town to see him. And I was in the frozen food section aisle, and Jay walked up behind me, and, like, I leaned back. No, she didn't lean back. (laughs) She leaned into me. There's a difference between leaning back. But you, when you yeah. go to reach for something, you know what I mean, off the table behind you, off your, off your homeboy's desk that's behind you, you lean back. When you, when you want to, when you melt into somebody, he you lean into He up and down. I melted into him like, buddy, y'all, it is like 13, 14 years later, he still believes. That, like, I, I, I like, I moaned believe. and I, was like, was, mm. <laughs> She did, like, she was trying to play me, yo. Like, she is just too cool for school. Like, I know she is the A-Mike on the show, but A does have some soft, feminine moments. 
She can be a stereotypical female, believe it or not. She be trying to play like she is so GQ smooth. You know what I mean? But no, she, this happened. I didn't make this up. I didn't imagine All right, it. so we're going to end this on a funny note. I just wanted to share that story as we're wrapping it up. Give y'all a little set to chew on. See if Jared is a liar or not. We're going to run a poll. Do y'all think that I melted into him like butter? Or yeah, did I just do. lean You see back? the pictures now. You see the pictures now. She's still melting. <laughs> She's dripping, y'all. Like, just like Carly Y'all, said. we are glad to be back, and we will be back next week to bring you a whole new podcast episode. Uh, allegedly, so, I hope Allegedly. So. We ain't even going to make these promises no more. Uh, we hope you guys had fun tuning in. Make sure you're following us at A underscore J podcast, and of course at Big Talk J underscore, and of course at APY blog. We will catch y'all next week. See you when we see you. Peace.